Well, hello there. It's good to see you again. And welcome back to Optimizing Your Financial World. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. It's good to see you. Great to be back with you today. And as always, we have the star of our show and Mr. Mark Wade, the president of Echelon Family Office. He's stopping by and we're going to be unpacking another wealth management discussion today. That's what we tackle here on this show. And you know what? I'm really excited about today's conversation because it's a little bit of an unorthodox approach on how Mark and I go about our conversations. You know, typically we're talking about strategies and solutions and you know that he's implementing with his clients over at echelon family office but today we're going through you know more of a, a you know a tactical approach if you will to not only just wealth management but really just negotiation as a whole so let me frame things up before we bring mark on topic really today is being a savvy negotiator which is a skill that comes in handy both in our professional and then of course our personal lives as well and when we look at highly successful, self-made multimillionaires, these high caliber professionals and other super high achievers, you know, they're all typically extremely successful negotiators. So today, Mark and I are going to be exploring what they say, what they do and how they get what they want from other people and with other people. That's another big, important part with not from and how we can all take a big page out of their playbook and leverage this within our professional lives and our personal lives. So with that, let's go ahead and get Mark out here and get into it. Mark, good to see you today. How you doing, man? Hey, great to see you, Ryan. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about today's conversation. A little off the beaten path from what we typically tackle on the show, but it's worth talking about. You know, Mark, you've been in business over four decades, you know, you've, you're no stranger to negotiation and what it takes to be a savvy negotiator. So let's start high level here. Mark, smart negotiating tactic and strategies are just things that so many of us want to possess. Uh, what have you discovered in terms of the habits of just the really effective negotiators out there? Hey, Ryan, let me start first by putting the appropriate disclaimer up here. I am not a professional negotiator. I don't teach negotiating and I'm not a coach of any sort with regard to negotiations. But, you know, over the years, as you mentioned, over four decades, you know, we've been working with some, you know, really successful, you know, professionals and business owners. And we've observed some signs of success, you know, in both their business and in their end of life of these individuals. And uh, it often results in them largely getting what they want out of a negotiation, you know, knowing what skills work extremely well and then practicing those skills can really mean a lot. So it seems to be especially true, you know, when it comes to negotiating that uh, you can almost get what you want most of the time, you know, if you ask for it the right way. And so, you know, we find that the successful affluent entrepreneurs and, and, and business owners and professionals I've noticed they, they have three tools in their negotiating tool belts, if you want to call them that. Uh, and, and it's what they, it's what they lean on when they're in, when they're in tight situations. And I'm going to tell you the first one really is I've noticed that these individuals have the mind, the right mindset. <clears throat> I mean, they enter a negotiation with the right mindset. They also have, and this always impresses me. They have a solid understanding of what the issues are in a negotiation. And then third is the kind of the thing that comes with time, unless you're blessed with it, they have people smarts. You know, they understand people to a large degree. So those those are really the three key points that I think are important. Mm -hmm. And in and in still staying high level, Mark, what would you say is kind of the foundation of of a smart approach towards negotiating in the first place? 
Well, let's start with that mindset, okay? Because I think that's the core of everything. You want to get the most that you can from a negotiation, right? You mean you'd like to satisfy your complete set of needs or wants in every negotiation. But you know, in order to do so, you should probably also know what the minimum set of needs and wants that you would settle for in order to close the deal. So you have your ideal and you have your minimum that you would settle for. I've seen I've seen that many times in, in smart negotiations. And if you can if you can conclude a negotiation feeling good about the outcome and how you handled the bargaining process, that you know it's just that much better. So if you can satisfy your needs and wants and feel good about it at the end of the day, I mean that's like that's like a home run. Uh, and so this is true also for your counterparts. You know, I think that that classic win-win scenario is what you should strive for. I think, you know, you're most likely to get more of what you want if you help other people get more of what they want, right? And the other people in this case are your counterparties. Help them get more of what they want too. And, and you know, most of the time it's just really good business because you want, you want them to feel good walking away from the table too, especially if you plan on doing any more business with them in the future. Of course. I mean, and how many of us out there have been a part of a win-win negotiation, whether it is, you know, was in our personal lives or in our professional lives, it feels good, right? It's a highly desirable goal, but Mark is, it's not one that's always possible, right? Yeah, it's really not, you know, uh, you know, sometimes you're just, you're just dealing in a, a just very tenuous situation. So no, it's not always possible. Although, you know, you should be motivated to come up with a deal that gives all sides what they want, but it's not always possible. You're right. And it's important in that process, when you see that you, you're not, everyone's not going to be happy, then it's really important to make sure that you make a deal uh, that's going to give you, you know, the needs that you are, are trying to address. So you want to make sure that you at least walk away from a deal with those minimum set of needs and wants, because a bad deal is almost always worse than no deal at all. You'd rather walk away from a negotiating table than to make a bad deal. Uh, you know, and that, with that said, a situation where everyone wins is more possible than I know a lot of people think it's, it's possible to have great win-win negotiations. I love it. I love it. So, I mean, there you have it. Mindset being such an important, you know, factor when entering negotiations, Mark, let's, let's pivot now to that second negotiation tool that you mentioned, you know, in those very successful negotiators out there, that, that deep understanding of the issue. Talk to us about this one. Yeah, Ryan, you know what, this is the, this is the one that always amazes me when professionals come to the table who really are prepared, you know, because they have a deep understanding of the issues. In, you know, in most business negotiations, a solid grasp of the issues involved, and that means the technical, the legal, and the financial, it's absolutely critical. In fact, it's absolutely essential. Uh, you know, being able to effectively understand the relative importance of, of proposed terms is usually just the basic foundation to effective bargaining, but you, you have to be able to do that. Sometimes a superior comprehension of the intricacies of the various proposed terms. So a real deep understanding of what the proposed terms mean and the ramifications of those terms, you know, that part of agreement can lead to incredible and, you know, just superior results. So there are instances, for example, when a greater sophistication concerning the legal or financial aspects of a negotiation translates into a way better outcome. So the more you understand the issues involved, the better your chances of being able to 
to help create a win-win situation for everybody. Absolutely. And I mean, just a quick caveat, Mark, that goes back to how many times have we talked about the importance of working with, with, you know, truly consummate professionals within your team of, of advisors. And, and boy, does that come out right there in, in that deep understanding, having those other professionals at the table with you to help. Uh, Mark, let's shift now to that third key tool, that people smarts. Uh, we've heard that said so many times in so many places. What exactly are we talking about here in terms of negotiation with people smarts? Yeah, right. You know, you're right. You know, proper mindset and an expert grasp of all the issues by themselves, you know, they're not going to guarantee you the outcome you're looking for. You know, you also need to have some people smarts in this particular negotiation, the one that you're facing at the time. I'm going to I'm going to paraphrase a, a famed Chinese military strategist most people have probably heard of Sun Tzu. But I'm going to chop it up and I'm not going to do him justice, but I'm going to do my best. So, you know, he he was went on to say that, you know, if you know the enemy and you know yourself, then you need not fear the outcome of 100 battles. OK, if you know yourself and not the enemy. For every victory that you gain, you're probably also going to suffer a defeat. And if you don't know either one, either you don't know yourself or you don't know the enemy, you're probably going to lose every battle that you enter into. So, you know, this this is just a law of human nature and, and human interaction. And I can't tell you how many times it's 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 been shown true uh, in, in all of our in all of our 40 years of being involved with business owners and professionals. And probably over the centuries that Sun, you know, that, that since Sun Tzu wrote those wrote those words. So the first component is knowing yourself, right? You know, an accomplished entrepreneur or and professional, you know, and, and even just some savvy deal makers and makers in general, you know, you know, successful in negotiations, um, oftentimes it's it's much about the emotional and psychological factors. And as it is about the numbers and the terms, right? Being people smart is about knowing yourself and, and being able to size up your, your competition, or in this case, we like to say the counterparties, because if you consider them as counterparties, they're not your enemy, you, you want to help them get what they're looking for too. So, you know, taking all this people savviness, knowing yourself and knowing your counterparty, you know, it, it, it goes a long way to having a, a successful negotiation. You you probably ought to go into any negotiation, Ryan, with with the clear ideas of what you need and want to accomplish, and then use that information as a filter when it comes to making decisions. Well, if this happens, is it going to satisfy this need? And if I agree to this, will it will it satisfy this outcome that I need to have happen? So yeah, people smarts are real important. Sure. No, I, I hear that loud and clear. But Mark, for anybody out there that's thinking to themselves, how do I gain these people smarts? You know, how should somebody, be, you know, get go about getting these people smarts so that they can better size up somebody across the table for themselves? Any tips? Yeah, well, you know, like like I just mentioned, you know, enter enter any negotiation with a clear idea of what what you're trying to uh, try and accomplish. And you can use that as a filter for decision making, you know, and in and, and that process, you're probably going to think about questions like, you know, what do I want out of the negotiations? What do I need out of the negotiations? You know, what's at stake from a financial standpoint to the psychological standpoint? What really what's at stake? And, and, and what would happen if an agreement's not reached? 
and what's going to happen at different levels of agreement. So, you know, there's a variety of a variety of different things and outcomes can happen. And you need to have thought these through clearly in advance. The best negotiators, they're so prepared for various different contingencies. Um, so, you know, just decide in advance what's in your own, and I like to refer to as your own enlightened self-interest. Okay, be clear and honest with yourself. Oftentimes I see people, you know, become somewhat over-optimistic or, or not appropriately self-reflective. They don't think enough about what's in their enlightened self-interest. And so they fail to have clear knowledge about, you know, which factors actually matter in a negotiation. There are those that are more important than others. So, you know, they might also not tend to, you know, know what constitutes a success. You know, many times in these circumstances, people end up negotiating with themselves and, and they could be successfully, you know, amazingly successful doing so uh, until the counterparty gets involved and then it's all over, right? So every, everybody's great un, un, until you're, you're pressed in a situation or, or as our moms used to say, you know what, everything's great until somebody gets hurt. <laughs> I love that, Mark. You mentioned the counterparties again. I would imagine this is that, that know your enemies chunk of what Sun Tzu had said. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Sun Tzu called it an enemy when he was speaking in terms of war. We call them counterparties because, you know, if you're going to if you're going to structure some type of win-win solution, you know, they're not your enemy. You want them to get what they need out of it, too, so you can get what you need. Sure thing. So, Mark, as we're reaching kind of the, the head of our conversation, I want to kind of sum things up and bottom line it for our audience today, because we've we've mentioned a lot of beneficial information with regard to these negotiations and these different traits that somebody should be entering negotiations with a lot of good stuff. How would you say somebody can put all these pieces together effectively and, and enter that negotiating room with confidence? Well, you know, there are a lot of different ways that you can become informed about the people involved in a negotiation, right? Uh, you know, when possible, look at deals they've done in the past and see how they played out. You know, oftentimes it's during this bargaining process itself that the greatest insights you're going to get from an individual will happen. You get those during the negotiation process and, you know, but just taking the insight itself you know, when you take that deep and you and you do careful listening, which is, you know, not always the first consideration during a negotiation, everyone wants to get their point out on the table, uh, you know, listen, you know, careful listening is extremely important. Uh, don't be judgmental, because as you listen to somebody else's views, arguments and conditions, you your thoughts may change a little bit. And and doing so, showing them that you're listening is going to encourage them more. And it's going to help you get, you know, a, a really good understanding of what matters most to them. So you asked me for the pieces. I'm going to say, you know, the insights into yourself and the people and, and people on the other side of the table, from the technical details of the deal to the egos and the emotional aspects at place. You know, they, they create a mosaic. I like to say it's all the pieces of a puzzle. And, you know, to solve the puzzle, you have to make sure you have you have all the pieces in front of you, at, at, you know, at the same time, you know, usually going to provide you ways to craft a deal, you know, that both satisfies you and, and your counterparties, you know, being able to being able to see the bigger picture formed by, you know, each piece as you put the piece into the puzzle, you know, it potentially increases the likelihood of a great outcome. So 
Ryan, I'm just, I'm going to sum it up for you. I think, you know, the message is really clear. Uh, you know, arm yourself with the three tools and practice them repeatedly. And you're going to find yourself getting more of what you need and want during negotiations. Uh, negotiation after negotiation, you're going to get better at it. So that in turn, you know, can help you build a rock solid business, help get your agendas at work met and, and even create a better life for you and your family. So concentrate on the three pieces. Love that market. And, you know, you have a lot of conversations day in and day out with your business owner clients and talking to them about, you know, strategic value within their businesses. And you know, just a lot of solid conversation between some, you know, affluent clients of yours. Maybe somebody out there in the audience today is, is hearing these negotiation tools and tactics and they're just, you know, they're interested in it. And maybe they want to pick your brain about how, uh, that what, you know, how they could implement these types of, <clears throat> excuse me, these tools into their respect lives, what would be the best way they could get in touch with you if they wanted to open that dialogue up? Yes, absolutely. And thank you. So, you know, they can visit us on the web at www.echelonoffice.com. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N, the word office.com. Uh, they can contact me directly. They can reach me at mwade, that's M-W-A-D-E, at echelonwealth.com, E-C-H-E-L-O-N, the word wealth.com. Or they can just call in 888-892-9882. We'd love to have a conversation with them. Oh, fantastic, Mark. Well, hey, I appreciate you carving some time out of your day to be with us and to dive into this cool topic of negotiations. I know it's off the beaten path a little bit from our wealth management strategies, but I think uh, there's certainly some value in it for our audience. And uh, I'm looking forward to being back with you here on the next one, Mark. Hey, thanks, Ryan. I, I profess no expertise in the area of negotiations, but boy, I've, I've been in quite a few of them and I've witnessed a whole bunch of them. Thanks. Love it. Love it. And hey, look, we want to take one final moment as always and thank you guys. That's our audience for stopping by and being with us here on the show. If you took anything away from today's conversation, maybe you learned something about these three key tools you should take into a negotiation. Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you checked us out on today. That way you never miss out on a future episode where Mark and I sit down and dive into wealth management conversations. So for Mark, I'm Ryan. We're going to go ahead and say so long today, but we appreciate you being with us on the newest installment of Optimum your financial world.